Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of my podcast, Advocate with Ashley. I'm your host, Ashley Purvine, and today joining me is my guest, Hunter Royer. Hunter is a recent graduate of McCutcheon High School in West Lafayette, Indiana, and will be a freshman at Oklahoma State University in the fall, studying in animal science with a double major in animal communications. Hunter has shown cattle and pigs and is the co-owner of Royer Girls Cattle Company. In 2021, she exhibited the grand champion bread known bull at the National Junior Angus Show. Hunter is also heavily involved in the Indiana Angus Association and Indiana Junior Beef Cattlemen's Association. So, Hunter, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, you kind of mentioned there. Um, my name's Hunter Royer, and so I raise predominantly Angus cattle with a little bit of key and key Angus as well. And of course, we show mainly crossbred pigs. Uh, currently, right now, I'm the treasurer for the Indiana Angus Association and a director for the Indiana Junior Beef Cattle Association. And of course, I am the Indiana Angus Queen as well. So my life um, kind of has always been around livestock and ag. And it's such an honor for me to be able to be on this podcast with you, especially since we go way back with our dads being on the livestock judging team as well at Oklahoma State. So it's just I'm so excited to be here and be able to talk to you. Well, thank you for joining me, Hunter. So how did you get into the agriculture industry? So I've honestly kind of been in the ag industry pretty much all my life, even before I was born. Um, my dad went to Oklahoma State and showed cattle all through his whole entire life. And then mainly at Oklahoma State, he was on the livestock judging team where he really dabbled in the ag industry, where he was um, raising and selling steers and working for McCurry Angus at that time as well. So he has a big, deep background in the ag industry. So since I was a little girl, I've always been around cattle, uh, whether that being in the pasture with him, checking cows or feeding the new show heifers. I've always grown up around it and have loved it ever since. I completely understand all that. As you know, I mean, my dad raises cattle as well. So I completely understand from the beginning, checking cows with dad, feeding show heifers. I understand completely. Oh, yeah. Even since I was like a little baby, they used to stick um, my baby carrier in the feed troughs of the new show heifers and let them all eat around me because that was my favorite thing when I was little. So I think that where I started my passion truly for the ag industry was right then and there. Oh, yeah. So, Hunter, what got you started in showing cattle? So mainly showing cattle started when... I kind of, my dad just made me show cattle because of course, like I love doing it, but he was the one that really showed me the ways because he showed cattle when he was younger. And of course we sell, sold show heifers when I was a little girl before I was able to show and just watching all these people be able to show these show heifers that my dad raised and helped and sold with kind of just made me want to show cattle and get in the ring and just try it out. Not even to win the actual show, just to be able to like walk in there and be proud of what I have on the halter. This kind of what made me want to show show cattle and how I started. That is amazing. So on a little bit of a different note, kind of staying on the livestock track, what got you started showing pigs? <laughs> so showing pigs is something that is kind of just out there and something different that I wanted to try. Um, I'm not for sure how happy my dad was about showing pigs. You know, he's more of a cattle guy. But for me showing pigs, it was mainly I wanted to do something new. So my first year I was like, Dad, I want to show pig, please. And I think my 
little girl eyes twinkled up at him and he let me show pig for the first time and i'm not the greatest fan of pigs but honestly i think it's something good that's different for me to try out and learn new things about since i know so much about the cattle and it's kind of the same thing over and over again pigs kind of add a little bit of spice to my life so that's kind of why i started showing pigs just to try something new that is absolutely incredible that you're able to show two species at once. I know it can get hectic trying to balance everything, but showing two different species of livestock, that is a whole nother level of busy in my eyes. Oh yeah, especially I also work a full-time job during the summer. So it's a lot of really early mornings getting up and rinsing calves and while the calves are drying, walking pigs and then <laughs> heading to work all day and coming back home to do the same thing over again. But I honestly wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, yeah. So, Hunter, what lessons have the show barn taught you? I think most definitely it's taught me hard work. And I know everybody likes to say that and do the easy answer out. But I really do think that the show barn has taught me hard work and, and determination just to really work for it. Because um, nothing is handed to you. Really got to work for it. And I think it also has taught me, like, how to truly find my passions because it, it has helped me realize what I am passionate about, which is why I'm going into animal science, Oklahoma State, just because being around the animals and working for it and being able to go to shows and show things off and show off my hard work just truly helps me realize what I'm passionate about. So I think those lessons have definitely taught me just to figure out what my true passions are in the show barn. Oh yeah. I know that as soon as I started showing cattle, I kind of, you know, at first I was a little bit like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. But <laughs> once I kind of got going, I kind of understood why everyone around me loved it. And I've really had my passion for livestock and cattle specifically grow significantly since I started showing. Oh, I completely, I completely get you on that one. Coming into it was a little much, but I think it definitely paid. Oh, Yeah. So, Hunter, I know that you and your sister, Sophie, own Royer Girls Cattle Company. I know my dad has a hat downstairs somewhere. <laughs> and by the way, those hats are awesome. I love those. So what have you learned while starting your own cow herd? Um, it's hard. I'll definitely tell you that. I've learned that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, a lot of people think that they can just go in, starting their own herd um, with a couple heifers and immediately going to produce winners in the ring. And that's definitely not what actually happens. Um, I, we've kind of started our own herd by just having a whole bunch of our old show heifers um, in our herd and just trying to raise like good ones and moderate good ones just to be able to have good cows as a foundation because that's kind of where it all starts in our herd is with our good cows and then be able to breed them to actually raise winners in that so i definitely said starting your own heart is herd is hard but it's it gets there as long as you put in the work for it and just really pay attention to what goes into it and what genetics and that is it's really hard to a lot of stuff to learn but um, that's kind of, it's always fun to see the ones that you raise be able to produce winners in the show. Oh yeah. It's definitely a learning curve when you're starting kind of your own little thing. I know that when my dad kind of told me like, here, you have your own cows now. These are in your name and you get to decide <laughs> what to do with them. 
And I looked at him like, what in the world did you just say? (laughs) I have to make the decisions on what day I am to. I have to make those hard decisions. And it's definitely not easy. But like you said, with that hard work and just sticking with it, it definitely pays off. Oh, Oh, for sure. For sure. So, Hunter, how have you been involved within the Indiana Angus Association? So the Indiana Angus Association is kind of my heart and joy. Um, I really love it. It's something I'm truly passionate about, just like the juniors. So I've been about everything in the book, officer-wise. I've been historian, multiple times communications director, secretary, treasurer. And like I said before, um, I'm the Indiana Angus queen. So I'm extremely involved in the Angus Association. But with all those offices, I really just try to get the juniors involved. That's what I like to say is my own um, director position. So but kind of just being involved and getting the younger generations just to know a little bit more about not only the Indian Angus Association, but just about the Angus breed and ag industry as well. Just getting the younger generations involved. Oh, yeah, I completely understand that one. And that's so awesome that you've been able to use your officer positions and just kind of create your own little thing of making sure the juniors get involved. I love that. Oh, yeah, especially this year, we were able to have a huge water balloon fight at our preview show that the juniors absolutely loved, and it really brought everybody together. So that's one thing that I really try with everything I do, just when in these associations, just bringing everybody together as one. That is so awesome. I absolutely love that. So, Hunter, how have you been involved in the Indiana Junior Beef Cattlemen's Association? So currently I'm a director for the, we call it the IJBCA, but I'm currently director for the IJBCA and how I've been involved with that. Um, IJBCA is predominantly more of a points show, a points show association where people go and their winnings, you allot a certain amount of points for every winning that you do overall. Um, and so I did not do points growing up. I'm more of the person that just kind of showed it, mainly the breed shows in that. So me being involved in the IJBCA kind of gave them a different perspective, an outsider's perspective on the shows and what the juniors from the outside are seeing and being able to give back as well. So my big part on the IJBCA is the community service part of it. So my I try to at least have one community service project, kind of almost um, a season. So just mainly giving back to the community and teaching the community just about what we do and showing that the ag industry can give back to them as well. I absolutely love that through the IJBCA, you've been able to give back to your community and have that community service. So kind of speaking of that, what are some of the community service things that you've done through the IJBCA? Um, so through the IJBCA, we actually just right now are working with the Ronald McDonald House collecting pop tabs uh, together. So we, instead of doing it just at our um, sanctioned IJBCA shows, I've been able to work with the Indiana Angus Association, Indiana Simital Association, and Hereford Association, where they also collected pop tabs as well. And we'll be collecting them at the state fair to so be able to give back um, to the community there. And then we've also went and volunteered at some at some shelters and worked with them as well. But predominantly our biggest one, yeah, is going to be this Ronald McDonald Drive for pop tabs that we've been having over the course of the summer. That is so, so awesome. I love the idea of the pop tabs with the Ronald McDonald House because, you know, a lot of times we don't really think about that. It's just kind of 
you know, just a little thing on your pop cam, but it really can make a lot of change. Oh, yeah. And especially with the ag industry and that, um, being able to stick a milk jug by a trash can with all the pops everybody's drinking, they can really just pop the top off and stick in a jug and be able to help their community back by just drinking a Coke. So I think that's a really awesome thing that we decided to do. And it's really a little thing that actually means a lot. That is so, so awesome. I love that whole mission with your service projects. So speaking of the Indiana Angus Association and the IJBCA, what have you learned about leadership within agriculture through those associations? Um, I think that it's, I've learned that it's there, that younger generations, they have the skills to be leaders in our industry and within ag. I think any, growing up in the ag industry, it really just teaches you leadership and be able to stick to oneself. And especially with by meeting so many different people from different states, like you kind of have to be, have a little bit of leadership, stand up, be able to talk to new people. And I truly think that with these younger generations, it's there and be, by being able to be directors and officers on this association and be able to talk to the younger generation, the younger juniors, you can just see the young leaders that are be able to raise up and take our spots and continue to have more leadership within the ag as well. So I think definitely just seeing that the younger generations have this leadership skills is just amazing to see that our ag industry is really helping the younger generations. That is so, so cool. And speaking of the younger generations, how are you yourself helping to educate the younger generation as a whole about agriculture? So I think one big part for me uh, with the younger generations, not outside of the ag industry, is helping the younger and younger generations um, that aren't involved in ag. So for me, my high school that I went to is more, it's in this city high school. I have to drive 25 minutes to go to high school, to go to school. And I have a lot, a lot of kids that don't really know what I do or what ag is or what I do with cattle. And they think it's weird. And they think that I'm hurting the animals and that. So one of my big things is help to educate these younger generations, not in the ag industry about what we do, why it's important, where their food comes from, and just how that they can get involved as well. And you don't need a show heifer to be involved in ag. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. I feel like there's a little bit of disconnect there. And a lot of times people don't understand that you don't have to raise livestock to be a part of the agriculture industry. You can do something as simple as having a garden in your backyard. That is agriculture. And like the American Farmers and Ranchers bumper sticker that is on every vehicle that my family owns reads, if you eat, you're involved in agriculture. So I think it's really important, like you said, to educate the younger generation about where their food comes from and the importance of agriculture. I, I, I completely agree with you on that as well. So speaking of informing people about agriculture, I know that within our generation and within the world in general, a lot of times we use social media to communicate. We use it to find information, learn about new things, connect with friends. So how can we utilize social media to advocate for agriculture? 
Uh, like I said before, I really think we can utilize social media to show the general public just about what we do and exactly what we do, especially with groups like PETA and that that want to share bad things about the ag industry and all that kind of stuff. I think just being able to show exactly what we do and what how it affects the general public and where the food comes from. And if you sit down at dinner and you're eating a steak and some corn and a nice salad, that's ag. That's agriculture right there. So being able to just show on social media just key components of the ag industry and be able to show them that where it all comes from and actually the truth behind it is really how we can utilize social media in this day and age. Oh, I completely agree with that. I, A lot of times I definitely see those posts about agriculture that like, oh, we're hurting our animals. It's not sustainable. It's not efficient. Well, Actually, that's quite the contrary. A lot of times what people don't understand is ag and livestock specifically kind of helps itself. It kind of works within itself to make things more sustainable. So I know that at the feed yard that we use, um, the owner actually takes vegetable compost. So vegetables that people can't use, they can't sell. The cattle in the feedlot eat those vegetables that can't be used for human consumption and they take that and turn it into protein for people and i just think that it's so amazing that that's something we're doing within agriculture but it's also kind of hard to believe that some people don't understand at all where their food even comes from much less that we're trying to make it as sustainable and efficient as possible Wow, that is amazing. I'd never even heard of someone actually doing that. And I think that's just so awesome that the ag industry can do that type of stuff just for the general public. And honestly, by using social media and showing people that just shows that ag industry isn't what everybody thinks and how amazing it is. And I'm that's just awesome that um, he's able to do that. Oh, yeah. So kind of speaking of social media, I know that I found out that you won the Bread Known Bull Show last year at Angus Junior Nationals through social media. So would you mind telling me a little bit about what your experience at Angus Junior Nationals was last year? Uh, my experience was fantastic. I'll tell you that. It's got one word that wraps it all up. Um, it was absolutely fantastic uh, that my family was able to win the Bull Show at Junior Nationals. And honestly, by winning the Bull Show at Junior Nationals, it kind of felt like a whole bunch of stress was released off my shoulders and I finally made it. And not saying that winning makes you feel like you did something because even getting fourth in your class at Junior Nationals, fifth or sixth in your class at Junior Nationals is absolutely absolutely amazing but by able to win the whole entire bull show just truly showed that my hard work paid off because last year I worked extremely hard on my bull alibi to be able to have him win the uh, win the show so I think it was very life-changing for me and fantastic and it's something that I'll never forget about but also really showed me just how big my ag family is and how everybody's there to support you and by being able to go on social media and go through the comments and the likes and the posts that people made sharing me winning just truly made it feel like I was part of a bigger community and bigger family than what I could really see with my own eyes. Oh yeah that's so amazing that you've been able to make so many incredible connections through the agriculture industry. I know a lot of times people talk about the age old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. 
And Mm -hmm. it's so incredible that within the agriculture industry, we are surrounded by these amazing people that we all know some way or another. And I just think that's so awesome that you've been able to create that ag family. Thank you. I think especially just by being able to even show the public just how close knit we all are for how big this how big the ag family is we're all still very close and you know you might only have one friend close to know one another but still it's one friend and I think it's just amazing oh yeah so if I remember right there's kind of a story behind you getting to show a bull at junior nationals (laughs) so what is that story uh so it is a it was a pretty funny story so i actually have been begging begging my dad for me to show a bull and you know me i'm not that i'm not i'm I'm strong i'm a strong independent woman but i'm not as strong um being a nine or ten year old girl asking my dad to show a bull he would say no you can't show one no, you're not big enough. You can't show one because he was scared me showing a bull. You know, I'd be thrown around the ring like a rag doll. And so finally, since this is actually my 10th year in 4-H show, I just begged my dad. I said, Dad, it's my last year in 4-H. Can I please show this bull? And he was looking out in the pasture. I'm like, I know this one's going to be a good one. So finally, I just begged and begged and pleaded. And my dad said, Hunter, you, you can show you can show this bull. So actually, the first day we got him out of the pasture, um, I washed him all by myself. He hadn't been broke or anything. And it took me a while. So I called my dad up on the phone and I said, Hey dad, son, you know, I rinsed the bull. He goes, you did what? I said, I rinsed the bull. I got him out of the pasture and rinsed the bull. And ever since then, I think it just showed him how determined I was to show a bull that year. Um, and it all paid out. And it's kind of like, I told you so dad, I knew I could show one. So that's kind of the story behind my bull. I absolutely love that story. It's kind of, It's kind of funny that sometimes those ideas that our parents think are, oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. I'm not sure this is going to pan out actually turns out to be one of the most incredible experiences of your entire life. Exactly. Exactly. So we've talked a little bit about social media and explaining to the general public uh, about what our industry is all about. So through all of your time in 4-H and showing cattle, what have you learned about advocating for agriculture? I think it, I've learned that it's extremely important and that even a small post on social media, a small talk with somebody from the general public, just being able to share a little bit about what we do in the ag industry helps. You're always able to learn new things. And by even just making these small steps, you can create a bigger change. So that's one thing I think I've definitely learned about advocacy is those small steps really do count. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. And like you said, sometimes those simple conversations may change someone's entire outlook on the agriculture industry. Exactly. Those even just little tiny conversations with a person in Walmart, a person in the gas station, or you pull into a random gas station in the middle of Nebraska and you have this huge trailer of people asking, what you got there? Just by just stopping and talking to somebody, even if you don't know them, can really change and help them be able to support the ag industry as well. Oh, I completely agree with that. And that sounds like such a great story about 
the trailer in Nebraska. <laughs> it, it is a little bit, little bit of a story. Just, you know, pulled into a gas station. This old woman walked up to us and goes, what do you got in that trailer there? Because you could see their nose, their noses through the trailer and us stopping and making sure they had water in that. And that story this really changed her perspective because she had no idea that you could show heifer in a ring just like a dog. So um, just like this shows that small conversations really do change people's perspectives. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. So kind of building on to that, those simple conversations, why do you think telling your own personal ag story is important? I think it's important to show to tell any honestly any act story even if you're a big big producer or just somebody getting started because I think there's people people that want to get in the act industry want to learn about it love to see that you don't have to spend millions of dollars on cattle and horse like even cattle horses pigs you don't have to spend big money to just go and win at a show small people out here that raise their own cattle and that by being able to show especially our ag story we don't we raise everything we show everything's pretty much bred known so maybe i'll show my own ag story that you don't need to buy a heifer big top dollar to show one when the ring especially with my bull being bred and known um i think this helps the younger generation especially the younger juniors and kids getting into ag that it's okay to show a heifer that you pulled out of a, your own herd, that it's okay to do that and you will succeed and be able to work hard. So I think that's why it's important to share each and everybody's own ag stories because people come from bit different backgrounds and by able to learn from people from different backgrounds that may have something similar with one another could really change a person's perspective. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, I feel like there's often this disconnect where people think that, oh, I have to spend thousands of dollars on a heifer just to win in the show ring. And sometimes I feel like we lose sight of just the importance of it being a breeding herd. Like you're not buying this heifer just to win in the show ring. It's kind of a process. You're buying this heifer to produce bulls and heifers and steers and different things like that. And so I completely agree with what you said I mean, it's not always about spending the top dollar. And I think it's really important that we tell the younger generation that it's not all about the big money you spend. It's about having pride, like you said earlier, in your own livestock. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about having being prideful and proud of what you can show off to other people that you raise at your house and your own herd as well. Oh, yeah. So kind of staying sort of on the agriculture advocacy track who has been your biggest role model in terms of advocating honestly when i hear the terms of role model i think of people that inspire me and i think it doesn't have to be just one person to be a role model in terms of ag and i really think that my role models in the ag industry are small people, small things that are standing up and being, and sharing their stories, especially like you being able to start a podcast about ag, younger boys and girls and women and men that are sharing their stories that are only 11 or 12 or our age. Those are my biggest role models because by, by, by being able to see these younger generations just 
talk about what they're passionate about, what they believe in, share their own ag stories. I think those are honestly my biggest role models because it helps me see that, hey, if they're doing it, you know what? I can share my story too. So my biggest role models are just the small, not even small people, just people in general that are have the confidence to be able to show their own ag stories and educate the public. I absolutely love what you just said. And it's been such a joy to start this podcast and kind of the whole mission is to create a positive view on agriculture, one simple conversation at a time, just letting my guests tell their story like you've been doing and like my other guests will do. It's been incredible to just listen to what other people have to say about agriculture and their experiences. And, you know, not everyone has the same experience, but just sharing your own may inspire one person. And that's really all that matters. That is making an impact. Just one person. Exactly. Like those small steps can really create a big change. And that's what we need to do, especially in this day and age. And how the view ag is, those small, those small steps really do make a big impact. And if we keep taking these small steps, an even bigger impact can happen. Oh, yeah. So you talked briefly about the view on ag. So I know that ag kind of tends to get a bad rap sometimes. So what do you think is one of the biggest challenges currently facing our industry? Honestly, I think just the general education to the outside public, because I feel like the ag industry is kind of a little bit of a tight knit industry just because we all do have gotten a bad rap on ag and so we all kind of stayed together to get through it but really just the general education like I said before my high school and where I live is not a very big ag um, playground and that type of stuff at McCutcheon High School we actually didn't even have we just now got our FFA program back and didn't have one for a long time and just talking to my fellow peers and about them not knowing what a heifer was or what ag was or where their food came from or how this ag in general just works is really is disheartening and kind of scary of going up in these uh, new generations, just them not knowing. So I think just the general education about what ag is and about what happens and what we do is really something that's important and still needs to happen for our younger generations to have a better world and for ag to succeed more than it does already. Oh, I completely agree with that. And I love that through being in a more urban high school, you've been able to share your ag story probably a lot and just being able to tell your peers about what you do. And I know that that has probably changed someone's entire outlook on the agriculture industry. Exactly. I had one girl actually come over to my house and open our freezer to see our freezer completely full of beef. And she was kind of blown away seeing all that kinds of stuff. And she was like, do you even know where these come from? Are these just cows that have been just taken away from their moms and all that type of stuff? And so I told her, I said, actually, I said, I do know where all this comes from. I said, these are my last year, last year's show steers. And I explained that to her and explained that it's okay in what we do and how it's not taking them away from their moms and type of deal. Um, so there's those small conversations with these urban kids really did change their life and continue to do so. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love that story. I know that sometimes people definitely in the beef industry, I feel like think about, oh, 
animal abuse. You guys are taking these calves away from their moms. They're being fed out to be killed. I mean, when in reality, sometimes they don't understand that this is what we are designed to do. Those are That's what those animals are designed to do by the Lord himself. We as agriculturists are supposed to be the stewards of the land and the livestock and the crops and different things like that. So I feel like there's often that disconnect, that small disconnect where people really don't see our true mission because a lot of times people think that, oh, you're abusing your animals. Well, actually, that's not the case because if we were to abuse our animals, life wouldn't go well for us anyways. And I mean, a lot of times our cattle and our pigs or whatever eat before we do. Exactly. I agree on that one. Our cattle and pigs are honestly taken care of more than we do take care of ourselves. We <laughs> put them first a lot of times other than others. And I tell you what, at cattle shows, nine times out of 10, I'm skipping my breakfast to be able to get these cattle worked and rinsed and uh, be able them to lay down, chill out for the day before I can chill out for the day. So I completely, completely agree with you on that one. Oh, yeah. So as we're kind of getting into some of the more open ended and complicated questions, um, how has agriculture impacted your life? I think it's um, impacted my life on many different ways, not only just being able to educate people on that type of well, but also my connections that I've built through everything and the scholarships that I've been able to obtain from the American Angus Association, the American Angus Foundation, Indiana Angus Auxiliary, all those types of things, the connections that I've been able to have and build and the scholarships that helped me further my education just really, um, just have really impacted my life and just helped me be able to become the person I am today. I absolutely love that. And I love that you've been able to just get so many different things out of the agriculture industry and you've been able to give back to your community through agriculture and give back to the industry itself. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I think that's really important for me to be able to give back and help the younger generations and just talk about because there's honestly is a lot of scholarships in the ag industry that people don't go and chase after or get and uh, the younger generations outside of the ag industry don't realize that's again, like you said before, having a garden in your backyard, that's part of ag and you can get a scholarship for that and help you in your future and help better your future as well. So I think um, just that's really just impacted my life and be able to show people that, hey, there's also benefits by being in the ag industry. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. So speaking of your future, what is your future career? So my future career, actually, um, it just got changed. I actually was going to go to Oklahoma State to do animal science with biotechnology and become an animal and human chiropractor. But honestly, I felt my true heart and where my passion is, is communications. I'm a talker, and I think every person that talks to me just knows that, how much I love to talk and how much I love. Actually, in my high school, I was announcer for all the sports events and did the morning announcements in the mornings. So I'm actually going to Oklahoma State to study in animal science with a double major in communications. So that's going to be my future career. I'm going to try to do something either as a news reporter or even just like an ag news reporter or do something along those lines, even within social media as well. 
That sounds so awesome. And I know that you will make an incredible news reporter. Thank you. Thank you. And I think my love for talking especially helped me with that as well. Oh, yeah. So, Hunter, as we're kind of getting into the final two questions, how can we advocate in our everyday lives? I think that we can advocate in our everyday lives just having those small conversations like I mentioned before. Just a simple one or two conversation with the person in the aisle of Walmart, the person next to you at the gas station while you're pumping gas. Just those little conversations can really help somebody advocate and act. And even if you're not a talker, you can even show on social media what we're doing that day, a picture of your cattle out in the herd. Just type of stuff like that can really just help us advocate in our everyday lives is mainly the small conversations um, throughout. I absolutely agree with that. Sometimes even those little conversations that you don't think mean very much may have changed someone's entire impression on agriculture. Even just being that positive light for someone, even though it, the conversation may not be about agriculture at all. And you simply being a positive light, just maybe brightening their day just a little bit, honestly shows a lot about the people within agriculture. And I saw something on social media earlier this week, and it was talking about how agriculture is not just about the livestock and the crops and the different things like that. It's not just about the production aspect. What makes agriculture so incredible is the people. It's all about the people within our industry. And I completely agree with that. The people in our industry are unlike any other. They are some of the most hardworking, dedicated, determined individuals I've ever met in my entire life. And I think that just speaks volumes about our industry as a whole. I absolutely agree with that. I think it just shows how awesome our ag industry truly is. I absolutely agree with that. Oh, yeah. So, Hunter, is there any final message you'd like to leave the listeners with? I think I just want to leave the listeners um, with that, you know, you might be a small person or a small, have a small herd or somebody just starting out uh, in the ag industry, but you matter. And your little small conversations with the other people, either at school, at your county fairs, state fairs, and a gas station or anything, do matter. And you have the ability and to be able to change somebody's perspective about ag. And, and I know there's a lot of leaders out there, and you can be a leader at, within yourself and within your own organization. So just keep doing it. Just keep trying to get people to have a new perspective about ag, and you got this. Wow, that's such a great message to leave the listeners with. I absolutely love that. I, I, that's just one thing that I truly just believe in within myself. And I just know that all these listeners as well can really do it. Oh, yeah. So, Hunter, it has been an honor to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for allowing me to share my story and uh, to talk to your listeners as well. Of course. Thank you so much. Well, that concludes this episode of Advocate with Ashley. Listeners, thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed. And until next week, have a blessed day. Thank you.